0: Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast, a podcast about expanding your creative capacity. Each week we interview inspiring creatives to help you grow your freelance career. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Closer and Closer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea mejia Madriz, and I'm a part of the Artist Marketing and Partnerships team here at Closer and Closer. I have my bestie, my partner in crime, and my co-host here with me as always, Dave Arcade.
1: Thanks, Andrea. You're also my best friend. I'm so excited. I'm Dave Arcade, an artist on the Closer and Closer roster. (laughs) You're not really my best friend. I have to get that out of the way right now. I feel like I'm being disingenuous. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm an artist on the closer and closer roster, but enough about me because it is my pleasure to introduce today's guest. Katie is the founding editor of creative boom, which is a big deal. She launched the platform in 2009 to support the creative community. Today, her platform reaches 7 million people worldwide and is one of the UK's leading platforms dedicated to the creative industries. She especially loves to champion emerging talent and give a voice to the underrepresented Katie. How Cohen.
0: Cowan.
1: Cowan. Well, Cowan. Cowan. Well, welcome. <laughs> like said,
0: we don't know how Dave ended up with this job of announcing the guest because we also have a lot of like international artists and a lot of them are yep. like Latin or Hispanic. And I speak Spanish, so I know how to say their names. But for some reason, it's Dave's job every time. So he never gets it right.
1: It's the worst thing ever. Anyway. it really
2: is. You have to ask them beforehand. You know, you've got to say, can you just pronounce your name for me and then practice it?
1: Well, you know what did I say before the podcast? We suck at this.
2: <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything. I actually think you're naturals.
1: Thank you, Katie. Well, no you you don't you don't like this. Let's just we're going to cut this one short today, <laughs> listeners. We're we're done. <laughs> No, I love it. I love
2: it. No, my my, my surname is um, quite quite easy, but I do get a lot of people sort of say the Co- Cohen. So I thought, I think that would be quite good. Cohen it could be like a director or, um, <laughs> but really it's Scottish heritage. So oh. I, I inherited it from my husband. So, you know, I, I went quite traditional there and took his name on.
1: Well, you what's know. your maiden name?
2: Millward.
0: Oh.
1: Mill Millward?
2: Yes, keeper of the mill.
1: Yeah, that's so. a cool name.
2: It really is. Oh, um, yeah. They all came from London apparently and worked on uh, worked on the uh, rivers and the canals.
1: Yeah, mm. I like mm. that. <laughs> or they uh,
2: worked down the pit.
1: I uh, obviously Arcade is not my real last name, uh, but I'm not going to tell you my real last name. But I just found out my real last name um, comes is derived from a hill hacked <laughs> with bones. <laughs>
2: Nice. That would explain a lot.
0: <laughs> if any listeners out there are really, really looking to stalk Dave for some reason, they can probably figure out what your last name is now.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if, uh, if you really thought about it, that's true. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, I change my name again. Well, it's cause I'm famous. <laughs> and so I don't want people to know my name and shoot my kids. Cause my everybody gosh. who's famous. Their kids get shot. Every <laughs> single person that's ever been famous. Really? Yeah, I
2: mean they, that does not happen in England. It's very sort of uh, quiet and non-assuming over here,
0: and we don't have guns. So yeah,
1: in America, like I've been shot twenty-two times.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> before Dave continues to lie to Katie, our guest, for the rest I, of the podcast, I,
1: I lie a lot. Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm just very
2: gullible, so this is going to be fun.
1: Agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
2: very trusting. I'm like a kind of Disney character. I'm like, oh really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> better that just sometimes you'll deal with people like Dave and they'll really throw you for a loop.
1: Uh, you wow. you not know, being on screen is messing with me, um, Andrea. Cause like I, I know when um, it's your turn to talk cause of your mannerisms but I just see this picture of you at UCLA when you were like nice and wholesome and young before <laughs> Before you the became... world
2: tarnished her and you know yeah. dragged her, dragged her down like the rest of us.
0: <laughs> In the yeah. mere two years since that picture She's was taken. Still
2: gorgeous, Dave. What are you going on about?
0: Thank you. Katie. I just ha-
1: I just have a, a um a working theory, much like the the lips and teeth theory that I shared with you before the podcast, that uh Andrea is definitely taking lots of ecstasy these days. But I'm not sure about that. It's just a theory.
0: Right, I wouldn't know about that. I hope Drew's not. She's listening.
1: silent. She was silent. It's total guess. I'm gonna take that <laughs> silence as truth. And if I... your parents are listening, I'm I'm joking. I don't really think you're on drugs.
0: I'm more worried about Drew listening. To be honest, my boss.
1: Drew Sorry, knows Drew. that I took drugs when I was young. <laughs>
0: okay, can and I, I ask her a question, please, Dave?
1: Um, Drew. <laughs> Andrea is not taking drugs. I'm messing with her because it's fun. Um, Thanks, oh, it is. Dave. Wait, it's it's your it's I your know, question. I said, You're Can I
0: ask that. a question?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry, Katie. You really joined the peanut gallery today. Dave and I are. No, this is fun in in true form. But back to you. Please tell me a little bit about your history with creativity and art because I didn't see anything in your bio about like how you kind of started on this journey. Um, are you an artist yourself, or just someone who like really appreciates art from afar, like me? What's kind of your your story with that?
2: Yeah, it's a bit random. I get that. I get asked that now and again, and I'm, I never know how to answer it. Um, I just really love anything that's creative, like mm-hmm. art and design. You know, it's the kind of it's 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 a passion, definitely. I mm-hmm. mean, I I grew up loving stories and writing stories and reading, and so I ended up going down this natural route of becoming a journalist and then when I realized in my 20s that journalism didn't really pay the bills um <laughs> I went into PR and sold my soul <laughs> and um went and worked um for a PR agency for a couple of years and then pretty much just went freelance I mean I'd at this point been working for other people for seven years mm. um seven year itch went freelance (laughs) and kind of went into working for lots of PR clients who were you know great clients but it was things like I don't know helping a house builder get into a property magazine Mm. it was pretty soul-destroying so I think um, when the recession happened Global recession. A lot of my clients who I was working for happened to be in the property sector. And what happened during that lovely time of 2008, 2009? Well, the property crash caused this huge global economic (laughs) suffering. And I lost all my clients overnight. So I was suddenly chatting with some friends on Twitter who were artists and graphic designers and all the rest of it. And um, I realized I had all this spare time on my hand and I was missing journalism. I was missing writing. And I thought, God, you know, it'd be nice to write about something I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. So, so I started, started Creative boom. boom and I called it Creative Boom. It was a blog back then, um, just something on WordPress. I got up and running very quickly. Um, I called it Creative Boom because I wanted to create a, an industry boom. I wanted to help all of my artists and designers and illustrator friends to um you know, uh, put themselves on my blog yeah. and hopefully somebody would read it and they would gain some publicity and maybe a little bit of SEO because I'd knew about SEO a little bit back then and know a hell of a lot more about it now (laughs) Um, and I also thought you know I'll share some tips because I've I've got some experience I know how to be a freelancer Um, my friends who are also freelancers who work in art and design I'm going to show them how to do their own PR I'm going to give them some tips on marketing or how to sort of write a decent social media bio or whatever and and that was 13 years ago um, so, so that's kind of how I got into it. Um, so no, in answer to your question, I'm not an artist. I'm a journalist by trade mm-hmm. who sold her soul to PR, um, started a <laughs> blog when freelancing didn't work out after the global recession. And then, you know, 13 years later, um, really? after having run, I actually grew and ran a PR agency yeah. and had staff. I now work work full time on the blog, the side hobby that I started in 2009. And yeah, it's all very weird and surreal. So there's no simple way to answer that question. It's just so lovely to be doing something like this for a living now, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so amazing. And that's something that I mean, Mm. I'm similar to you where it's, I always call myself creative adjacent, like I'm not you know, an artist or a painter or anything like that, musician, but I always have loved being around like creative people and working in industries that are creative. Um yeah. so I definitely get the mission and like that desire to just, you know, I remember when I was looking for jobs out uh, after college, it was right when COVID hit. And so I was, right. you know, I'm I'm my goal had always been to work in the music industry, and obviously that wasn't happening. So it was a very similar thing where so many of the positions I was looking at were you know soul sucking, like not exactly what I wanted to be doing, <laughs> um, not the kind of marketing that excited me. And then you know this role kind of fell into my lap, and it was perfect. But it's crazy how those things work out, and how you always like if you are somebody that appreciates the arts and creativity, you always somehow find your way back, even if you know it's it's a bit Definitely. of a windy path to get there.
2: Definitely, it's weird how like just a little idea can turn into something that ends up being your full time business um 13 years later you know I I never thought I'd still be doing it but you know I never gave up on it because it was the very kind of thing that I always hoped one day I would end up dedicating all my time to and you know it's um amazing really when other people say to me god you've, you've really like shown determination and tenacity and I'm like have I <laughs> just, you know put my foot in front of the other and one in front of the other and just kept going and before I know it it's like you know 13 years old. I mean, it this July it turns into a teenager.
0: That's crazy. I'm a bit crazy. nervous.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's gonna get unruly. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna have gonna to have a on, chat with it about
2: the birds and the bees and like maybe buy it a training bra. I don't know. Um <laughs> it's uh yeah. It's it's something I'm looking forward to. I'm definitely gonna celebrate.
1: Yeah, so I'm fascinated by let's I like your term, Andrea, creative adjacent folks, because um Create like the the people that you guys uh work alongside with don't think the way that you do like the the fact that you started the site so long ago mm. and now you know in hindsight it's so obvious it's like yeah of course there should be design blogs. I can't fathom ever thinking of something like that like the first time I saw one I was like, oh, this is a great idea <laughs> and I'm one of the people that would make stuff that hopefully would go on there you know and like andrea is incredible at her job she has all these ideas for marketing i was in advertising for 10 years and i can't if i had to come up with like five ideas right now for how i should market myself i'd be like oh post instagram like we just don't see (laughs) what you guys see so we're also fascinated by by your archetype (laughs) as well
2: yeah Um, marketing is 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 something you kind of I mean, I still half the time don't know what I'm doing. It's always changing and evolving, but it's a case of really starting from an anchor point, which is, you know, what is your story? Mm -hmm. And then finding ways to sort of share that I mean when you think of like putting your work on a blog and doing an interview that's just a vehicle that's just a sort of one of the many kind of routes you can take where you push your story to the audience so if you think of like if the beginning is you and your story and the end is um, your audience whether it be um, other artists or potential clients or existing ones then all the stuff in the middle is just the different sort of little kind of, you know, lanes, little routes that you can go down. Or routes, as you Americans say.
1: It's um, routes, okay? Routes.
0: No, it's roots, okay? I we definitely were here roots, first.
1: Roots belong to <laughs> trees, as they say.
0: Not going to lie. I definitely say roots. Oh, okay. So.
1: Oh, so you think you're better than me, Andrea? They yeah. already know that Katie yeah, thinks she's better Yeah, I was
2: going to say... Me. No. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, you've just got all these different routes.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank and you. And the
2: routes are, you know, it could be an online magazine, it could be a podcast, it could be an Instagram story, you know. And when you start thinking of it like that, then I think the clarity, the the clouds part, and then you can just go, Okay, that's quite straightforward. I can think about my story. And you know, it's like if you're wanting to get on a an online magazine, there'll be loads of features that these places do. Um, Put yourself forward, like write to the editor or a journalist and say, you know, it's Valentine's Day coming up um, soon. I wondered if you were doing any features on, you know, here are the artists and what they're doing for Valentine's Day. Well, this is what I've done, you know, and hell, whilst you're at it, if you know any of your friends who are working in the same field, put them forward too. Um, Journalists are busy and often fighting lots of fires and you know, if if you can help them and put content suggestions their way, then, you know, you become a reliable source of, of stories and, and content um, and you'll get featured again and again. Like, for example, I put out Twitter requests all the time on my um, Twitter account, which is K-A-T-Y-L for Louise Cowan. Um, and I sort of say I'm writing another feature for Creative Boom and this time we're doing tips for illustrators on how to survive the great resignation because you know there's lots of people going freelance and it's very competitive out there. Please reply below and I'll include the best quotes with a link back to your portfolio and we do loads of these and it just takes what five minutes to just think of a really good reply, and then you're on a magazine. You get a link. That's great for your SEO. It builds your kind of credibility online. Google loves you, and all other search engines are available. And and you know it all just works in this perfect storm.
1: Yeah, uh, you're just reinforcing my my earlier comment. Like I, this is all <laughs> like revelatory to me. I'm like, oh yeah. I I mean. <laughs> I, I I don't want to say too much so people don't think I'm an idiot, but I mean that, that's really uh, uh, ingenious. Just uh, I've just never thought to do that. I'm sure Andreas sent an email out. I was for gonna us to do say,
0: this. Katie, you're literally doing my job for me, and I so highly appreciate it. And I am gonna make every <laughs> artist on the roster listen to this because I tell them this all the time. But it is uh, yeah, it's true what Dave says. Like it's not um, the way that their brain works is not the way that our brain works. So I think it's always helpful for them to have people around like you or like me that um, can kind of help them see the light a little bit
1: in that. I, sense. I honestly wish I could hire um, like Andre at you. So <laughs> I'm allowed to email you at the beginning of the day and be like, what, what should I do right now?
0: Like you can do Cause that. A lot babe. of the
1: time I don't even know. I'm like, I guess we could draw a picture. I'm like, well, you should, you know, not just draw I'm like <laughs> I, beyond that. I don't really have any ideas. So this is very helpful for me.
0: Yeah, we always joke that the podcast is just um, a big intervention for Dave, and that the guests that we have on are just telling him <laughs> things he needs to hear.
2: Do they yeah, actually go go in though, or do they go out the other ear?
1: Um, they they go in for like a second, um, <laughs> and then they go out the other ear. Like, it's why did you have though, to call it... me out?
2: Uh, well, you know, it's it's I don't know. You've got that kind of face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a little bit of cross-continental banter yes um yeah I don't know it's weird isn't it because whenever I give these tips out I get that feedback from people such as yourself Dave and it always surprises me but also delights me um and then I think oh okay I actually do have something valuable to share I do know something that other people don't and I can help others and you know sometimes when I'm writing these tips articles I'm like are we really just going over the same ground? And then you'll get messages from people saying, oh, God, this is so helpful. I didn't know to do that. I mean, there was a great um, article we did. And I can say it's great because, you know, mm-hmm. I have confidence Absolutely. now. I'm in my 40s. Um, <laughs> <As you said. laughs> but, um, there was this great article we did, and it was just about how to get yourself featured in the press. And it was revealing all the secrets, you know, all the pain and suffering of journalists and editors and what they look for and what they don't like and what, you know, and all this, all the rest of it. It's just, you forget how valuable that is Mm -hmm. for an artist who's really busy, like yourself, who's got deadlines, who hasn't got time to think about marketing. You know, it's just another kind of massive thing that's over there that's always hovering like a bad smell or a bad cloud. And you're like, oh, I need to deal with that. But then you just keep forgetting. Yeah. because you got this other thing to deal with over here and it's a, it's a difficult life you know freelancing working for yourself is it's tough going
1: it is it is uh, uh, like i mean there's a little playing dumb here but for the most part i, I really um had ne- never thought of <laughs> about emailing an editor and be like you should feature me um <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's a huge lift to like pull my work together get it up on various sites my own closer and closer so yes the marketing side is is a nightmare, and as long as I I have work and money in my bank account, it's like justification for not having to market. But that's going to catch up with me eventually. So yeah. So this is my um, the intervention I'm imposing on myself right now to to uh, get my work up before it's too late.
0: Before our next meeting, Dave.
1: Yeah, before <laughs> our next meeting, where I just sit there in shame. Like you didn't post to Instagram for three months. How'd that work out for you? It's wow, okay. yeah, that I mean, that, that, you, ha- that just happened. Uh, the three other months tip passed. as
2: well, but the other tip, which is, I've just thought of one, and it's great. The other tip is, whenever I go on, like when I'm researching people to feature, you know, because that will happen when I'm on Instagram, and this is why it's, in, you know, it's good to keep updating it. I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, that artist oh, is great. I need to write about them, and I will literally copy and paste their Instagram URL or their portfolio or whatever and put it on a list, which just never seems to get any shorter. And <laughs> then when I get time, I'll, I'll approach them. But what would be super helpful for a journalist like me, for, for an editor like me, is if your About page says something like, I am always open to interviews with the press. Mm. And here are some of the places I've been featured. And hell, if you can say you've got a quality... Um, microphone you know and headphones and you're ready for podcasts as well that's like a massive bonus I mean a decent microphone these days I mean I think you can get they start from anything like what eighty dollars a hundred dollars yeah. yeah like yeah. 80 bucks so like if you think about that it's okay it's a bit of an investment and to get some headphones too but really I mean you're opening yourself up to so much where others haven't quite caught up so, if you actually have on your about page, "Hey, I'm friendly and I'm welcoming, and I might not be taking commissions right now because I'm super busy and very important, and I have great hair
1: and my teeth <laughs> aren't
2: on show." I'm just quoting from Dave, because yeah, you know, as you do. But yes. you know, just make it so that the journalist doesn't think, "Oh, I can't get in touch with this person." yeah you know make it make yourself come across really warm and friendly and that you are media trained i guess and you know you anticipate what the journalist wants because that's another great tick
1: see another great idea um if i gave either of you just like 50 dollars a week could i (laughs) hit you up at any time
0: Dave, you I literally work for you. I don't know why you're asking. It's, this isn't something you already have.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but it's very specific. I re, I want to email you and, and just ask, what should I do right now? Yes, Dave. That's my. That's really what I want to know. Not I'm what I should permission. do, but what should I do right now? That's what I want to know. I'm giving you permission to
0: send me those emails.
1: Uh, wait, you just gave me permission that I can send you those emails? Yeah. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay. You have okay. my permission. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna do that. Okay, that's what I need help with.
0: Okay, I'll be there. Life. Good.
1: <laughs> hey, we figured it out. Podcast over. No. Um. So uh, <laughs> this is good stuff, Katie. Um, I do have a question for you. Um. Okay. I, 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 I swear we're on the second question. So I remember <laughs> the the early days of uh, design blogs, like when when like Brock Davis was the only artist in the world. First guy – you remember that guy? First guy to d- make something every day for 365 days and then he got featured everywhere. Or I think like, so, yeah. Abduzito was a, a, always only featuring Signal Noises. Like Signal noise made a new piece. It's like and you look at the last p- post and it's one James White made a pre- oh, yes. last yeah. piece. I, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those, those guys to me were like A-list movie stars because of design blogs or found. I was in found? a WhatsApp
2: group with him, you know. What's that signal noise? I was in a WhatsApp group with him last um, in the summer of 2020. Oh no, we were all we all had an Animal Crossing group.
1: (laughs) That's that's amazing. Yeah, he's he. uh, I was I joined his Discord a few years ago. He's a he's a genuine, genuinely nice Canadian. That's redundant. He's he's Canadian. They're all genuinely nice up up in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, I was I lived in Canada for two years. It's crazy how nice they are up there. Oh. Um, I but yeah, across he's, once. he's he's a nice guy. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like uh, it, it was tough to get your work out there. I remember just going back to, to James White, like he would tweet a new poster he made like four times a day. Like that guy hustled. And then he had a, a Tumblr with his own work on it. And like, here's a link to my Tumblr. Like it was the, the old West for Instagram, you know? And it really was, uh, yeah. You know, like if there wasn't Twitter, I, I don't know how work would have got out there. But so you obviously, you know, you're like a pioneer in this era, uh, area. So I've always been curious, like, I mean, you could throw a rock in the air and hit somebody that you want to feature. But what's your criteria? Like, is it, have, have you always had like a guiding criteria for like the art or the artists that you you choose or chose the, to, to feature? Or is it like evolved? Like what? What's the criteria and what gets you like truly excited about art and creativity or when you see something you like, like what, just take all that and answer it.
2: Okay. I'll try my best. Um, well, but, it, I mean the whole kind of ethos where it started originally was of course to support and help my friends on Twitter and and, and provide some tips and all that kind of stuff. But there was this underlying desire because i looked around and i could see that a lot of the the um sort of media at the time was just featuring big names and often the same big names and you know i suppose without you know being negative you could look at a lot of these kind of publications and say that's still the case i think that is changing but you know you know what it's like it's it's the media you get more clicks if you share famous names you know so we can totally understand why they do that But I didn't like that. And I was like, okay, well, what about the emerging artists? What about the underrepresented? What about those voices that don't get heard, you know, who are probably starting out in their career, you know? Um, How can I be the driver on the road that's patient with the learner driver and and offer this platform to sort of share work that's not just by people further down the line who are really doing well, but people who are starting out and, and go from there. And so that's kind of where it started. and. It would, very, it would be very sweet. It would be a kind of, here's Dave and his work. Isn't it wonderful? Here's his Instagram or maybe not Instagram because I don't think Instagram was around back then um, as it is today. But that was how it was. And it was this really kind of sweet, lovely, kind of cuddly mission to just give the smaller people a voice. So that's carried right through all the way along, even though the bigger names are on there. Yeah. Um we've always, I've always tried to stick to that kind of, how do we stay true to our kind of original mission? Um, so that's cool. I don't know, 13 years of like, it started out like, Oh, that looks cool. You know, yeah. that looks nice. I like her work. I like his. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Brill. And then you kind of, it just, I guess it just evolves and you just start really kind of developing your own taste. But then you realise that you are picking things um, that you like and and have, you know, sparked that gut feeling for you. Or it might be just somebody that you're seeing a lot of on a social media platform and you're like, oh, I really must talk to them because they're doing some really interesting side projects or, you know, whatever. Then you realise you have to expand that out because... That's where other writers and contributors come in handy. You know, I now have a pool of people that I call upon. I'm like, seen anything cool lately? That we should feature. And then, you know, it's various things. It's relying on press releases and PR people, people like Andrea who all get in touch with (laughs) me and say, Have you heard about Dave? And I'll say, No, I haven't. Who is he? (laughs) No, I have. (laughs) But you know what I mean? And it's like so you get a mixture of people who just randomly email in, who are artists themselves, and say, Hey, love creative boom. It would be love to be love to be featured it's the press releases from the brands and the PRs, they come through too. And then it's just whenever you get time, I mean, my God, I mean, I'd love more time to just go through and, and discover and and find people to write about. So I guess in answer to your question, it's it's like a, it's a combination of things, but mainly I choose what I feel would work really well on the platform. I feel like, it's an instinct that I know our audience will also enjoy. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you, how do you describe a voice of a brand? You know, it's really difficult. Um, And that's something that, you know, we're always trying to sort of decipher, but if I could sum it up, I think I just go back to that original mission, which was we celebrate, inspire and support the creative community. And Mm -hmm. we have done for 13 years and, and, We'll do it in any which way that we can. Um, so there's no specific taste. There's no, you know, one thing or the other. It's just, I, I don't know. I just pour so much energy and <laughs> passion into trying to feature everyone. And one of my biggest frustrations is that I can't feature everyone because there's only a small team here at Creative Boom. And, you know, there's only only so many stories we publish in a day.
1: Well, not everyone deserves to be featured too. I mean, there's some artists out there who's too true. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Cause I, I, I have such a, a desire to be that guy. I think it's the watching all the pro wrestling when I was a kid, because I'm, I'm starting to realize there's a lot of negativity in the media I was raised on and a lot of shit talking and a lot of calling each other. And that's kind of like. I'm not like this, but I I want to be so bad. I want to be the guy who like comments on somebody that posts them, like this isn't this isn't great. Like you've done better. You should. Like, oh, we had that
2: the other day. What, no. Uh, no. On, on now the, and again, it's really it's really strange. Actually, we don't get it a lot because I think of the brand voice is so strong and warm and inclusive and friendly. I think no. we don't get any anywhere near as much negativity as say other publications platforms Uh have and i I love that i you know and and so when we do get it it's like oh and i i'll bring my friend and we've we've got a negative comment (laughs) and i'm like how 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 do i deal with this i'm not used to this and i'm like should we delete it and she's like no no keep it on there see what happens and then we just watch We're like, this is not very good. This is not supporting the creatives whose work we've shared, you know. And and I feel like bringing them up. Did you see what they said? (laughs) You need to defend yourself. Should we get a should we get a posse together? Yeah, let's do it. But then, just as you're about to do that, because your brain works in weird ways, the wonderful creative community of Creative Boom come in and go, and they don't necessarily respond to the negative comment, but they'll come in and say something amazing. (laughs) Oh, I love your work. How fantastic! That's cool. But the, but whenever I do get a negative comment or something slightly off key, because of our very cute eyes, you know, which are featured yeah. in our brand, mm. I use the emoji of the two eyes and I just reply with that. That's It's so perfect funny. because yeah. it doesn't suggest anything other than, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's brilliant because, it, you know, so it can good. diffuse the most angry kind of, you know, critic with just a pair of eyes. It's wonderful. I love it.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, w- I want negativity. I think everyone's too nice on Instagram. <laughs>
0: Dang, I- well, I'd maybe- rather
1: have somebody give me a gut punch or some some uh, or a critique uh, than see another flame emoji. Gosh, I hate the flame <laughs> emoji so much. This is fire. And if you only get three, it's like, why not four? Why not six? Um,
2: Dave, you really overthink these things. I mean. Like I'll go, I'll go straight for it now. If you want, if you want some negativity, your work is shit.
1: Here, maybe this will, this will. I, (laughs) this is something I believe, and only I've only told my family this, and I'm, and I'll say I'm going to say it out loud. It's going to be recorded forever.
0: I'm nervous.
1: I'm one of the best illustrators in the world. Okay. Skill wise, (laughs) but I suck at marketing myself. (laughs) I'm that guy. Oh, wow. You, you know, it's like you You go to a, a club in freaking some dinky town at two in the morning and there's a dude playing guitar on stage. You're like, this is one of the best guitar players I've ever heard. That's me. <laughs> like, I've sold 30 albums. Um,
2: and nobody yeah. knows about you.
1: Yeah, I only have uh, – I've had 11 years to gain followers and I have uh, under 8,000 on Instagram. Definitely. Hey, listen. I, Can I just, can I
2: just level with you? Can I just level with you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Level with me. See, this is.
2: Okay. Okay. This is important. And everybody needs to hear this. Your followers and how many people follow you and how much engagement you get is no reflection of the quality of your work or how wonderful you are. There you go. There's a bit of creative
1: boom, love. You're really nice. You know that? I
2: know annoyingly so and i use the flame emoji very liberally
1: no you can you can use i shouldn't be so hard on the flame emoji Um, Dave's always
0: the contrarian
1: yeah i i am Um, you do
2: realize i'm just gonna troll you now whenever um i see anything pop up on instagram or linkedin i'm just gonna flame you i'm gonna do i'm gonna flame throw that the (laughs) shit out of (laughs)
1: Every <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be great. Um, I I, I want to get some backlash on on the thing I said. I'm going to repeat it just to make sure. Do you say if you want to get some backlash? I want someone to challenge me on this
0: dude.
1: because I want what I really want to happen is I want art to turn into a sport and I want to be <laughs> sponsored by Nike and I want to draw for them against somebody else. Okay, dude. Like a battle. That's what I want. And so people would watch and be like, Dave, Dave Arcade's really kicking ass today. He's going and he's drawing the muscles on the guys. Now adding a machine gun. Uh, Jeff Hampton's falling behind. Oh, he's, <laughs> what is he drawing? It looks like a waffle, not nearly as aggressive as Dave. Like, commentators not as like, make art a sport. <laughs> That's what I want. We'll do that okay. for you, Dave.
2: We'll think about it. We'll think it's about It's a great it idea. <laughs> beam. We could make it happen. Yeah.
1: Well, why are we talking about. You then, let's talk about this idea.
2: Let's talk about you.
1: <laughs> I'm yeah, cool I'm with sorry. that.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I am
1: talking about me a lot. I, I, I hate no, when I realize that's that.
2: I, no, but that's what I prefer. That's that's the great thing about being a founding editor. When people ask me to do these things, I'm like, hmm. why
0: do you want to talk to me? I'm not boring. <laughs> You're absolutely not
1: boring. <laughs> You're awesome. So I, I'm sure this, this hap- has happened to Andrea through the course of this discussion. Have you had the thought in your head that, Katie is a delightful and awesome human being.
0: Absolutely. Well, and yeah. I think it's so cool seeing like, because obviously this is our first time Katie talking like face-to-face or actually having like a real conversation outside of just work stuff. Um, sure. And it's so cool to see like really that the entirety of Creative Boom and like the whole vibe and um, voice that you guys have there is just you. Like it's just born from you. And obviously, you know, you have other people that contribute and that share – they're beautiful pieces as well, but it's like the, the spirit of it. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like I see where it comes from and I see, yeah, you know, I, this is something that we talk about a lot at Closer and Closer because like we talk about our values a lot, like an incessant amount. We never shut up about them. Um, but one of my biggest surprises when I started working there was that like it's not BS. Like it's genuine. And like, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of companies and brands nowadays, like they have their mission statement and their vision and it's great. And it sounds wonderful, but you know, like you're, you're just kind of like, okay, like how authentic is that? Like how, how real is that? How, how do they live that out? But with you guys and with creative boom, I think you really see it in every part of like everything that you do from just talking to you as a person to like, you know, reading the content on your site and seeing the work that you feature. Um, So it's really cool to kind of put everything together and be like, oh, yeah, this is like a real, like, really amazing thing.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's um it's nice to know because um we, we you know the last couple of years it's really sort of grown up and evolved and I think it's really getting somewhere where I'm like way more happy with it than I've been in a long time and I've got lots of exciting plans for it so that's nice but one of the things when you're going through a growth phase is that you kind of really do go oh are we do- are we doing the right thing here or Absolutely. you know are we you know are, what is our voice oh And then you go back and you talk about it a lot and you realize that you have been doing things. You have sort of maybe gone off on track a few times and forgotten your true spirit because it's easy, isn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you do this, Dave. I don't (laughs) think you do, Dave. But um, do you do the kind of, um, what do they call it, The, the compare and despair on social media? Or just by seeing other people on Closer and Closer, you kind of think, oh, their work is so much better than mine. And then you kind of start to think, maybe I should start doing more of the things they're doing. And so it's dead easy to get lost in the kind of noise, especially Absolutely. when there's so, much, so many good, you know, so many amazing people and brands out there. It's so easy to just go, oh, we're shit. Oh, we just Absolutely. might as well give up.
1: <laughs> well, well, you forget, Katie. I'm one of the best illustrators in the world. So oh I don't yeah, have to, of course, yeah. Apart I don't from you, Dave. Apart, apart from
2: you. Oh my God,
1: Dave. A, never. There, actually, there's, there's two. Two. I need to.
2: I need your confidence. I need. You know, I'm getting there. But I need. I, I might just ring you up once a week and say, Dave, I'm
1: it's failing. Study diet of Rocky movies when I was a kid. Like, if <laughs> He can do it. I can do it. Yeah. I, wow. I think it. It gave me this. uh What's it called? The delusions of grandeur. <laughs> Rocky movies. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, if if a man can knock out uh, a a roided monster on Christmas in Russia, I can be one of the best illustrators in the world. Um, uh, I, I fear two artists: Raúl Urias and uh, Alejandro or Pereira. <laughs> <Paria>. Those those <laughs> two guys—they're on the roster. And uh, the first time I saw their work, I was like. Uh, they're they're better than me. These guys are better than me, and it didn't help when I showed my wife Raul's Raoul, work. She's she has never taken this tone with my work. She saw it. She's like, oh, I really like that. That's, wow, he's good. I'm like, I know, I know, honey. I was, I'm scared of this guy. Like, I think he's better than me. And She's like, oh no, he's he's not better than you. Kind of, I, it's similar to, uh, I felt like she cheated on me.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Was it the T-shirt she was wearing with uh, one of his illustrations on, or uh, you know, just his face? Yeah, yeah she, his she was face, like, she not was not like oh, I don't was even know t-shirt. where I got
1: this thing. I must have fallen, <laughs> fallen on to me somehow.
0: Oh yeah, I, I fear
1: those guys. Other than that, though, I mean, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I'm one of the best illustrators in the world. I <laughs> yeah, should I push this.
0: Got that. I should do the Oasis you thing. This can That's be a brand.
2: Yeah, yes, they, Oasis were cocky. Yeah,
1: they said they're they're the best band in the world before.
2: Very cocky, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I want, from Manchester, I, they yeah. were.
2: Um, they did a photo shoot in um, this part of Manchester, just down the road. Um, it was on one of their kind of album covers. You know, oh. I'm, I know I'm cool. I'm from Manchester. I'm You're just from Heartland. So cool. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know, not um, a
2: geek at all.
1: <clears throat> I, I, it blows my mind. Before they were, anybody even knew who they were. Um, Johnny Marr ran into – or he was listening to them play in a bar and frickin' uh, Noel was tuning his guitar Mm -hmm. after every song. And so he came up to him and he's like, you need to buy a new guitar. And he's like, that's easy for you to say. You know, you got a ton of money. I know who you are. I've got frickin' 12 quid to my name. So Johnny Marr gave him a 1960 Gibson Les Paul, which he could have sold for like – because it was Johnny Marr's guitar, like (laughs) $50,000. He just gave it to him and then freaking Liam smashed it years later. Oh. Yeah.
2: Liam was always but a liability.
1: Isn't that weird though? Like you just know someone's going to be famous cuz they you'll you'll never hear a story like that and then that person didn't become famous. Like, oh, I gave my guitar to a nobody. And it's like just one time Johnny Marr gave me a guitar, I'd be like, "I don't believe you, dude. You're not famous. That's a like, too crazy of a story." <laughs> but, you know, so it's amazing
2: theories. how things can develop from just little encounters or little ideas, you know, like a little kind of seedling that grows yeah. into something amazing. Like, one minute you're kind of smashing up guitars that could have made you a fortune. The next minute you're playing a stadium, one of the biggest in the world.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Or the seedling that became Creative Boom. We brought it back. Around. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Well Dave. After Very that little good. Oasis Sometimes
0: tangent. <laughs> Storytime with Only Dave. Only
1: people that like guitars... And are cool, like Katie, will appreciate that story.
2: Love it. Oh, I do. And I have many stories. (laughs) Many, many stories. Because I used to be a journalist. Well, I I know I'm a journalist now. You see, this is the other thing. Because Creative Boom is such a joy and such an unexpected twist in my career, I still haven't got my head around that I'm not doing PR anymore and I'm now a journalist, which is wonderful. I'm like, oh, but yeah, when I used to be a journalist, oh, I still am a journalist. I always was a journalist. Oh, it's so confusing.
1: Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. is it like it is in the movies where, where you meet up with somebody and they're like, this is off the record. Like, do you have to keep it off the record if <laughs> if they say it's off the record? <laughs>
2: Well, back when I was doing serious journalism, when I had to um, go and do it for the news, you know, and and I used to read the news on the radio. I used to have a radio voice. Oh, oh yes. (laughs) I don't share my radio voice with just anyone. it's not that. Are you doing it right now? Is
1: that your radio voice? No, 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 no. That's just
2: weird, kind of like, it's gone into sort of weird, sort of, you know, um, strange territory. Just ignore (laughs) that. Um, No, the radio voice would be like, it's six o'clock. I'm Katie Cowan.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah. I um, heard that. Yeah. Gosh,
2: that was a bit rusty. It's been about 15 years. Yeah, you can go again. Yeah, um,
1: say yeah, say, sometimes
2: you'd have to say off the record and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, and so that's a real thing. Like, it's like, off <laughs> yeah. the record, I, I did yeah. kill my wife, but don't print that. And then you can't, <laughs> you can't print it?
2: Um, I don't think you can, no. I think if you've got any kind of integrity, which I have. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I wasn't, it, I didn't just leave that side of journalism because I wanted to actually be able to buy a house one day. Um, I left because it was kind of a bit soul destroying. You had to do awful things like, so if, oh, I don't know if I should share this. You had to, if, um, if something bad had happened in a street, you would ring up the local news agent or you'd go in. it's not covid days you'd actually go down with your microphone and your tape recorder not similar to what i use now for this podcast um and you'd go in and interview people oh did you hear about so-and-so getting beaten up down the road oh oh right great and then you would do an interview with them and then you'd like find out the address of the the family involved you know it was just horrible some of the things we did yeah
1: well i I think that sounds kind of fun but it does sound fi- hard. It just sounds hard. Like, they never glamorize in movies. You always have the, your editor-in-chief. I'm just, is that the right term? Like, if you don't have a story for me tomorrow, you can kiss <laughs> your ass goodbye. You're, you're done.
2: Oh, they weren't like that. They were all just really l- warm and cuddly, lovely bosses. I mean, not all of them. One, one was particularly <laughs> fiery. But, um, yeah, I mean, the last guy I worked for, he was fantastic. He was just so funny. He'd just say to me, "Kate." What's happened with the so-and-so down the road? Go and find out. Get in the car. We had a radio car, which was covered in the kind of station's graphics. Oh, that's so And it was so so embarrassing. You had to go out with your microphone, and the microphone would have the graphic of the radio station on as well. And you'd often go to, like, press conferences, and you'd have to, like, run up. And it was so, like, nerve-wracking, because you'd have to, like, find some space with your microphone on the table in front of the people. Um, (laughs) the people yeah and your editor would just say make sure you ask this question and it was always about being over 50 because the radio station was like for the over 50s and Mm -hmm. back then that sounded ancient and (laughs) old
1: yeah being you
2: know a sparkly 22
0: year old like i'm never gonna be that old oh my god 50 yeah yeah what yeah i don't look it but i am 50 years old my (laughs) god can we do
2: a separate chat after this you
0: can share me all your secrets yeah great skincare that's the key wash your face
2: (gasps) oh i do do that i do do that i do look after my my skin now that we're just
0: yeah sorry go on no you're fine sorry to cut you off i can share all my skincare (laughs) secrets i do none of it um my friends made fun fun of me because i just started moisturizing yeah yeah we'll share We'll, we'll powwow after this um but since we're going back to like kind of, you know, what you were doing before Creative Boom, I kind of mm-hmm. want to hear like how that journey of growing it to what it is today went. And like, if you have any tips for someone who's just starting out on a side hustle that they like would love to one day see be, th- be their full-time thing, like what advice do you have for growing something as amazing as Creative Boom?
2: Ooh, um, it, it's like... I don't know. It's like a recipe that I can't give because it's it, the world's just changed so much and all the social media's changed so much. I mean, it's gonna be really annoying me saying this. I'm annoying myself <laughs> saying this, but I just—I I was in the right time at the right place. Mm-hmm, I got really true. lucky. Social media was back then; it was so easy to grow followers mm-hmm. because it was very organic and the algorithms were on your side. Um, I mean, for example, um, I got up to, I think, 99,000 followers on Twitter alone for Creative Boom Oh wow! in about 2015, 2016. So, you know, Creative Boom started in 2009, so it'd taken quite a while to get up to that. But then it got to 2015, 16, and it just stopped. So whatever Mm. Twitter did, they just Mm. decided, okay, we're not letting you have... Um, We're not letting you have organic reach anymore. If you want to reach the same audience, you've got to pay for it. So that came to a grinding halt. And I swear it stayed at 99,000 from 2016 to 2021. And then something weird happened last year. Suddenly I started getting followers again. So maybe Twitter have changed things. I know. And now I'm up to 101,000 and something or other, not that I'm counting. I Um, I did that. That was
1: because of me. I helped you out. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's totally the case absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah totally totally think that's the case um but um yeah and and so I I had social media on my side I chose a catchy name mm-hmm. I just was in the right place at the right time and even back then I thought my idea to start a blog was probably three or four years late because there were so many great blogs at the time doing an amazing job and gaining such huge followings. I mean, Design Sponge was an mm-hmm. example. I used to love Design Sponge, and that's no longer, sadly. Um, but it's it, it was just, you know what? I was just very lucky. And then, of course, I was only able to carry on doing it because I had um, my PR business that was growing mm-hmm. as well. And so for 13 years... I went from being a, a freelancer to growing a studio, a little agency with my husband Tom, um, where we had staff and we had an office space, mm. where well, we had various office spaces. And we had lots of big clients, and we were we were on a very fast treadmill, just doing all these things. And so, Creative Boom was this little side project, this thing that kept me sane whilst I yeah. was, you know, writing press releases for um, house builders and and whatnot. Um, so. Yeah. And, and again, without meaning to make anybody's eyes roll, it was a lot of hard work. And, and often Creative Boom would get neglected because I just didn't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I was, you know, one of the nice things about having staff work for me back then when I was running the PR firm was that I said, well, you know, okay, we might be doing a bit of a boring campaign for this client, but do you want to also do some stuff on Creative Boom today? So I was very lucky. I managed to sort of fund the whole yeah. thing and keep it going through through having this other thing and then it wasn't really until about three or four years ago I would say probably four years ago now when I said right okay I can't do PR anymore this is killing me it's Mm. not for me I really want to do creative boom and I really want to make it work and so creative boom always had the potential to be the main thing I think um because it had so much traffic and and traction it's just that I don't know. I, I, I felt a bit dirty, like wanting to make money out of it, so it could be like a business. Do you ever get that as an illustrator or an artist? Do you, you kind of think Dave's shaking his head. No. You, Dave. But there might be there might I'm be such some. I've talked to people. I have I've talked sold to NFTs some people for hell's sakes. Oh my god that's such a controversial thing in the creative community right now you know um but yeah and 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 apparently it's a common thing we just think that selling our creativity is this dirty terrible thing oh my god you know no absolutely
1: we... it's eddie better strange fault.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah good old pearl jam
1: <laughs> so hard to get a freaking ticket back then they're like we're not going through Ticketmaster. you got to call this number at this time somebody might pick up you're like, it was I'm I'm sharing this because we're the same age. You remember that? Like the <laughs> I, whole
2: I, I never got to see them, sadly. I never got to see them. I really wanted to see them at one of the festivals. I think it was Redding, but I didn't get chance to go. I don't <laughs> know why. I think I was just poor and skint. And I never got to see Nirvana and I never saw Rage Against the Machine. I never mm. saw I never saw Red Hot Chili Peppers back when they were good. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what? I've I've had a change of heart on those guys. They get this bad rap like in the, the constellation of rock stars that they're like closer to Nickelback than, than, uh, oh, no, 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 that's the, the feel that I get from, from,
2: no, I'm not having to go at you. I'm like, come on, who says that? Kiedis. I love that I mean, term he's by the legend. way, that
1: having a go, like, we can't say it. There's a lot of things we can't say as Americans. Cause we, we, we'll, we'll sound like wankers, wankers. Um, but I love having a <laughs> go. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. They get a bad rap. And, and I was sitting there listening to, I think Soul to Squeeze was on the radio the other day. I was like, gosh, damn, this song is good. So I started listening to songs I like of them. And they're so freaking good. And I don't know why they get a bad rap. But yeah, anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to a music festival this summer. And I'm so excited. Oh. I just cannot wait. I've got a um, headline, Bjork.
1: Mm. Oh, man. That's going to be amazing. I am- cannot
2: wait. With, with her orchestra. Under a giant telescope. What? <laughs> At some amazing observatory.
1: I'm not even That's happy amazing. for you. I'm, I'm jealous I'm not going. I'm coveting I know. this. Who else is playing? Bye.
2: Oh, who else is playing? Mogwai. Um, who else is playing? Where's my phone? Oh, have you ever heard of a guy called Gerald? No.
1: Uh, is that the name of the artist? Or-
2: yeah, yeah. Look them up. I'll send links. A guy called <laughs> Gerald. My friend shared um, one of their one of our mutual f- he's also going to this uh, festival. He shared um, one of our favorite songs, and he said, this song is 22 years old. I was like, shut the front door.
1: I'm <laughs> like, yeah, no, that, that
2: can't be 22 years old, because that means we're old.
1: Yeah. Hurts no. my feelings.
2: Okay, so Groove Armada are playing. Um, Mogwai, um, Spiritualized, Pusher.
1: Spiritualized. That's yep. a band I haven't heard in a long time. They're I awesome. know, He's right?
2: Awesome. I know. And then Square Pusher. I'm so excited about Square Pusher. Big drum and bass head back in the 90s. Um, not many Americans will know what the hell I'm going on about. Um, <laughs> drum and bass, look it up. Um, Los, B- Los Bichos are playing. I love Los Bichos. I don't look know who that up. is. Oh, they're amazing.
1: Are you saying Los Bichos? Lost bitchos Lost Bichos.
2: As in Los, as in L O S, Bichos.
1: I'll look them up. They were start- great. I
2: saw them at Green Man Fest- Green oh. Man Festival last year. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm anyway, going off on a tangent here. No, you're but, um, so fun.
1: No, this is fun. I'm that <laughs> Tim Burgess be-
2: is playing. Tim Burgess. In Burgess. Tim Burgess. Tim charlatans? Burgess. Yes. No. Do you know the Charlatans?
1: See, this is this is also where where you guys kind of have us like you, we like to think that we're you know. Getting straight A's in the Academy of Music, but but you guys always school us with your. Well, we had the you, Beatles, didn't we? That's the yeah, really annoying thing. As Fritz always say. Yeah, you we guys always have say
2: the, we had the Beatles. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you got like when when you I buy a guitar pedal that has amplifiers in it. Um, the best amp that was ever made is always called British tone because you can't put box on a pedal because it's right. it's uh, stealing it. I mean, even the you guys claimed the amplifier and the Rickenbacker. Like the, you, you own modern rock music, and that's <laughs> fine, I guess.
2: Wow, that's settled a you know a very big debate there. You yeah. know, the world can breathe a sigh of relief and rest easy.
1: Well, <laughs> coming for me, it's important. I, I'm one of the best <laughs> illustrators in the world, so the credibility of the People things are I say. It. Yeah, like, uh, just so you know, Katie, like, it's...
2: Yes, no. Things I, are going to happen I for you. I didn't realize.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, that 101000 might be at, like, 110000 right now, because... Sure,
2: sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, got it. It's going be big for you. This is, this is a big <laughs> opportunity for you. <laughs>
0: oh, I love it, love it. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, Dave.
1: Oh, where are we? Is it my question?
0: Yes, it is.
2: <laughs> oh, just having a moment of uh, reflection, there. you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's uh, I
2: need to have good. I need to gain some of your confidence, Dave.
1: Yeah, uh, again, Rocky movies, just watch them, get the training yep. sequences in your head. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I actually, this this question, um, I was proud of myself when I wrote it. I was like, that's a good question. Now I'm reading it and then feel stupid, but um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you'll have any data here, uh, because it's kind of on the spot, but I would love to know. Just having this this front row seat in in the creative community for now thirteen years, um, you've obviously met well clearly. I'm assuming you've met a lot of creatives from all yeah. walks of life. Um, probably even made a few friends. You've made one today with the <laughs> one of the best illustrators in the world. I've made so, I made mean, two. Yeah. Well, I'm not Andrea. An well, she'll say she's <laughs> your friend, but she's gonna talk tons of shit about you after. She always does it. <laughs> um, like, why are you? yeah
2: she looks dave. like she's got that kind of face <laughs> dang <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'll sorry I'll i'm just that.
2: i don't know he's like drawing me in andrea he's drawing me in with his yeah, kind yeah, of fancy yeah. no it's i terrible. know
0: i can't even dave, see your face my love there's my weird old uncle that like you know <laughs> picks on me but like we're besties so it's fine yeah
1: i i totally don't think you're on drugs by the way drew she's not on <laughs> i know that that comment um was not cool it's like dave you're kind of messing with my career Deep. And to me I'm like, "Oh, isn't that funny? Don't you want your crew miss with this so, Sorry about that." Um so so in meeting these these creative types, um yes. has anything kind of stood out to you uh <clears throat> in a general sense regarding like their motives or their behaviors or or their perspective um did, like what what uh <laughs> hold on. This is why you read the question. I'm like trying to rephrase it and I already wrote it the right way. Okay, we're going to cut back like the podcast is still going on. Have you noticed any behaviors or motives or unique perspectives that are common to the more successful artists you've come to know and admire over the years?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, It's always a bit nerve wracking when you like sit in front of somebody, especially if you're doing a podcast um, and you're setting up the microphone. Um, I, I go back to being 22 again you know my radio days and and you don't quite know what to expect but as the years have gone on as I've gone out and met more and more people and these so-called famous big names um, you notice there's this kind of uh, you know similar theme although they'll they'll definitely be a bit of an ego at play we all have our ego um, and you know there's there's, you know you know what it's like in the creative community there are some legends and Mm -hmm. and they do the circuits and they go and do all the speaking and things but the one thing that always stands out is that they're just so nice just that there's something really humble about them and I think um the people I've come across that haven't been particularly nice um maybe don't maybe haven't been as successful so I think yeah I think The insight is that it always surprises me. I expect that they're going to be this like, oh, I'm kind of a big deal, you know, Mm -hmm. and who are you, little person? (laughs) 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 Which, you know, you you come across sometimes, but it's often, you know, it's often when the people are scrambling to the top, you know, that they, Mm -hmm. you know, act like, can I say it, wankers? (laughs) You could say it. It's the people who are already there, I guess they they're not just there because and they're not just nice because they're already there they've made it so to speak they they've they've kind of got there because they are nice and they have yep. respected everybody on the way up because they know as well and i think there's there's a little part in this too they know that they can go back down again as well oh. mm-hmm. so it's you know you only get a certain amount of time i think in in the creative community to sort of really have the light shone on you and so yeah, I think the resounding theme with talking to the, some of the, the bigger names, certainly, is that they're just very humble. They're very grateful to be where they are. Um, not always the case. There are the odd characters. But yeah. for the most part, yeah, I think they're just lovely people. And you, it's just such a pleasure to be able to sit down and ask them about their story. And I think that's the thing that I'm, I've am i realized over the years, you know, when people say, what are you into? Why did you start Creative Beam? And yeah, I can tell you it was out of a genuine love of art and design but I think it's also I found in recent years I've realized it's it's the stories of how people came to be an artist and designer you know what motivates them what inspires them you know um where where are they going next it's it's just amazing to be part of that kind of big explosion of creativity um but yeah if you will the, the boom, exactly. <laughs> not, not that I have anything to do with it, but it's, it's nice to be part of that, you know, community because it is a very friendly community. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah.
1: I, that's, uh, you, you nailed it. Like, I didn't know what I expected from this, uh, this question or how you were, you were going to respond, but I think you nailed it. Like, being nice is the key. It really I is. I mean, they and might
2: it, just be kissing my ass. I mean, I'm the journalist. I'm going to write about them. So, <laughs> no, you
1: know, it's, it could.
2: It could be I'm just a gullible, lovable idiot that just runs around the world thinking everybody's lovely and there's no kind of like. And I really do do that. You know, that is me. That is who I am. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I do think I'm a good judge of character as well. And most of the people I, I speak to are just, yeah, wonderful.
1: Yeah. Do you know Mark Maggiore? Have you heard of him? No this is the next feature on your site he paint he's the best so I'm the one of the best illustrators in the world he's the best painter in the world and ah. he paints the old West and he paints ah. the best clouds he's French but he moved to Taos because he's so dedicated I I to his, he's handsome think- as hell coolest style nicest guy hit him up on Instagram responded I he will talked. no I I did that that happened because oh. he's- He's that nice. Um, and, and he
2: chatted with you.
1: Yeah, he chatted with me. I, oh, I, like, I asked him a question that made him uncomfortable. I basically, I wanted to know how he got to his level of freedom. Did you say,
2: free- can I lick your face?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. <sighs> I, yeah. Um, and That'll
2: get you nowhere. He yet.
0: couldn't help it. Yeah, he. he said I
1: could, though. No, uh, <laughs> I, 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 he, he lives at a level of freedom that's rare. Um, he wears what he wants. He paints what he wants. He he had a studio made where he paints. He calls it the Temple of the West. That's where the greatest paintings being made in the world right now are coming out of. He's made a legend for himself. He's not trying to. He's just one of these guys, just like how Noel got a guitar from Johnny Marr, like big things happen when you're going to be a legend, whether you, you like it or not. And you don't mean to be awesome, but you just are. And Then you make a place to paint called the Temple of the West. So- um, but you got to follow him on Instagram. He's so freaking nice. Like I, right. I bought some prints in December and a, a lot of people did. And he put a golden ticket as artists do in, in the, the shipments. But this golden ticket doesn't get you a free print. It gets you out to Taos to hang out with him. Whoa. I would That's never awesome. let people hang out with me if I was famous. <laughs>
0: like
1: get out of here. I'm super I'm a super private guy. Like you don't understand, okay? Like <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be one of the best illustrators in the world. Um but yeah, like you go hang out He's such a, an awesome guy. I want you to look into him and if he's not featured soon, I'm going to have to use my my huge following to bring down Creative Boom probably.
2: <laughs> okay. Gosh. Okay. All right, um, I will definitely do something.
0: <laughs> before and you're Dave. welcome,
1: Mark. Again, huge opportunity for you, the call-out.
0: <laughs> before Dave threatens our guest again, um, and before we take up any more of your time, Katie, uh, I want to wrap things up. But this has been, first of all, I just want to say this has been such a lovely conversation, and it's been so fun getting to know you. Again, outside of work a little bit. I guess this is still work, but, you know, slightly more fun work. Um but to close this out, I want to ask you the question that is always the hardest, the toughest question we ask. Uh, where can the people find you?
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why is that the toughest? I know it all off by heart. I've bought these domains. I, I, there was blood, sweat and tears getting these <laughs> damn names. Okay, so you can find me at creativeboom.com Beautiful. or on social media at creativeboom on Twitter and Instagram on linkedin on pinterest on facebook oh yes that's 13 years of chasing after all these original names love so it's it. very easy and if you want to say hello to me i am now only on twitter personally because i have got rid of all of my other social media accounts that's for another podcast on y <laughs> um and i'm at katy k-a-t-y-l alima <laughs> love c-o-w-a-n, it. C-O-W-A-N
0: amazing thank you so much and also obviously listen to the creative boom podcast if you want oh yeah more of Katie's. boom.com forward slash podcast you love it thank you katie <laughs> thank
2: you very much this has been great
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Closer and Closer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to receive the latest episodes. You don't wanna miss some of the incredible conversations that we have coming up. They'll be full of powerful insight to help you reach your full creative potential. To find out more about us, visit www.closerandcloser.co. But wait, before you go, we've got something super special for those of you looking for more opportunities to grow your creative career. Head to the show description and join the community an interactive space to share information, gather resources, and build relationships with other creatives and us here at CNC.